It's recording. Let's do it live. <laughs> do hey, it live. That's right. Welcome to the Nine Bro Podcast, where we tackle daily life challenges and apply God's word to illuminate and preserve his truth while leading others to salvation through Christ Jesus. Let's join your hosts. Welcome to the Nabra Podcast. It's your homie, Jeff Anthony, and my buddy over here, Clint Walker. Clint Walker, thank you. Yep. I know that last time we tried not to do the introductions, but there's something nice and comfortable and going back to the introduction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, what it's, I know. It's the introduction of, of the conversation, for sure. Yeah. I, I will try to be better, just like in everything else that I do. But, I mean, if you... You don't have these introductions of like uh, when two people just come and talk to each other. Hey, welcome. How's, let's have a conversation. My name's uh, Clint Walker. How's it going? Yeah, yeah my <laughs> name is Antonio Jeffries. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I, that's my pseudonym. Is that what they call him? No. Uh, I don't know. You're. Uh, we'll just go with it. Also known as? Yeah. Yes. Okay. AKA. Your nickname. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be tackling the discussion of this week, which was uh, why is abortion such a line in the sand for Christians? And uh, why can't I just be left alone to make my own choice for my own body? Mm. That's that's tough, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Once you you sent me some files uh, to listen to and I couldn't quite hear them. So kind of generally let's go through this. What, what y'all talked about in class. What are you trying to say? They weren't high quality? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I podcast in super high dev quality mm-hmm. here. And well, yeah, it was from your phone. And I think it was over in the corner underneath some books. Or I don't know. I did I did it from the iPad. I put okay. it up on the uh, good old entertainment center there. Nice. <clears throat> when they selected this uh, topic the week before, um, I cringed. Mm-hmm. Um, not because of the topic itself. Um, so just in full disclosure, um, this is something I'm very, very passionate about is the abortion issue. Um, for those that know my testimony, I've shared that I am guilty of um, not literally leading them to the abortion, but my actions and my words uh, gave this young lady mm-hmm. no other option uh, to. There's always an option, but at that time we didn't know yeah. um, to to basically end the life uh, uh, the baby insider, you know, and, uh, um, uh, I praise God for every opportunity that he's given me this year to really become transformed and be able to talk about this issue, uh, particularly. Um, so, uh, I know this is usually an even exchange of, of questions. I'm totally fine, totally fine with you asking me questions just because it's something more that I lived. Um, okay. and I'm just assuming that you haven't, um, I have not, no. So, um, just like uh, when we tackle this uh, discussion, um, those that were raised in the church, they had all these years to prepare for this conversation. And it's a little bit hard when you're raised from the church to try to build a, a talking point in five minutes mm. for, for this. So I went ahead and I kind of stepped in, um, gathered them together here over by the coffee area. And I was like, look, <clears throat> just because I used to be on the other side and just because um, – I lo- love the arguments. I go, one thing you want to do is take the sail or the wind out of their sail. I go, um, just concede the 97% of convenience and focus on 3%. And it was effective. It was really effective once they got the conversation going. So what is 3%? So 3% uh, is, so in abortion, uh, out of the polls that they take um, in studies of abortion, 97% of abortions are basically elective. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we say convenience, right? Um, the other 3% will be the extremes. Uh, that it's a threat to the mom's uh, life. Um, maybe some uh, abnormal, ab, Abnormality. abnormalities. Abnormalities. Um, normal. Yep. And then uh, also rape and incest. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they took the stance of like, we're, we're fighting for the 3%. Mm. And it's an effective one because we're talking about a heart issue. And if mm-hmm. we were to put ourselves in that situation, uh, what can we do? So uh, actually, we posed this question in the men's class on Wednesday as far as like the youngest recorded um, incest, rape, and pregnancy case was a seven-year-old girl out mm. of uh, 
in New York, and mm. um, there was a decision to be made. And uh, if you were to be placed in that position, what would you do, Christian? Mm. Right. And uh, it's tough. Yeah. And, and I think this that question itself would shake many Christians, right? Because now we're talking about it, like myself, if my seven year old right now was in that situation, what would be my course of action? Mm-hmm. You know, so you could ask me that question later as we we go <laughs> here. Um, it, it's really not. I think my wife knows where I stand, so this may be something that's going to be revealed to her. Where she's like, "Wow, really, bro?" It's <laughs> like, "Nah, bro." So, but uh, let, let's go here. I'm gonna I'm gonna come from the other side, and I'm gonna ask you in a polite way. Why Why are you drawing your line here? Why are you um, putting your flag down? Why is this the hill you're willing to die on? For abortion? For abortion. In, for pro-life. Pro-life. Not pro-choice. Every life is precious. We are all um, a spark of the Creator. We were built in His image, created in His image. And even times where we, we think things are a mistake, God has a plan. God didn't make the two of you get together and have this baby but he can use this. If you kill this baby, then you've taken away the ability for God to use that. Okay, so what's your evidence for that every life is precious? Because there's a, is, was Hitler's life precious? Was Stalin's life precious? Was the- At the beginning. Oh, no. Was the, right. I mean, they were all kids at once and somewhere down the line, they, so, they got twisted. So only children's lives no. <laughs> yeah, I, I see yeah. what you're saying. It's Hitler at his worst. Was he precious? Well, I mean, he, he had done atrocities and uh, in man's eyes deserved to die. And him living longer meant potentially more people died. So I don't know. Maybe at some point <laughs> you become less precious. I don't know. Right. So I would say yes. You'd say yes what? Yes. He's precious. To the point of death. He, his life is precious. Yeah. So much so that Christ died for him. Absolutely. And, and right. see, I, I know the Christian response to everything, mm-hmm. and we, we could go down those roads, but mm-hmm. I also know I'm, I'm speaking kind of from a human perspective mm-hmm. as well, man perspective, and that, um, yes, if, if, if Hitler had turned his life to Christ, yes, he, he deserves the same mm-hmm. as I, I do as the free gift of grace and mercy. But outside of that, he deserves death, and that's that's what God uh, has promised all those that mm-hmm. don't seek out the name of Jesus. Yeah, and it's okay to give the Christian answer, right? And I'm sure you would. Yeah. But then it's explaining it because then it's going to set them off, trigger, right? That's the word nowadays, trigger them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it should trigger them into conversation to lead more like, well, how could you say that his life is precious? What do you mm-hmm. like? Why would Christ die for them, right? He died for all, yeah. Yeah, it'd be like, well, it, his sin is atrocious. It's it's man. By by whose standards is it atrocious? Is it through God's or is it through your standard, right? I say all I, the I, above. I mean, right? If life is precious, whether he killed one or he killed fifty million, they they're all equal. So. I'm responsible for one life, which equals 50 million lives as well. Mm. Do, how do you see me in him? Oh, well, that's not a comparison, at least in my eyes. But to God, any sin, yeah. the, white, the, the lying is enough. One lie in your life is enough to keep you from heaven. Yeah. yeah. When we look down the list, right, yeah. <clears throat> there's a bunch of people, a bunch mm-hmm. of people. I saw your little sad eye. On my Facebook post, on uh, what the Paul the, Washer's uh, the narrow gate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's some people are gonna. Yeah. Yeah, and what what we're referring to is the uh, Matthew uh, passage. Uh, I believe it's seventeen, but if not, it's in Matthew. <laughs> Talking about you going, yeah. you going to God, and then him yeah. saying, "I never knew you. I never knew you. Away from me, you would do it." Right, and 
that's where we really become humbled. Like, oh, you perfect, you're out there saying my name that you're a Jesus follower. You're doing all this, but I don't even know who you are. Like, there's no sincerity. You're just all show, and you're not really. You, if you'd look at the the fruit that mm. you have is all bad, mm. right? So, I mean. So it comes down to the fruit. I, yeah. I know we're going to turn this into a whole different conversation. No, no, no. no. It's, it's <laughs> but leading, the fruit, it, yeah, the fruit yeah, is good, leading, yes. Yeah, How do you know that you'll know them by the fruit? Yeah, for by sure. the fruit. So, um, and this is where we, with the fruit, can, right, because we have the Holy Spirit, we can be like, it may be hard for you to understand that. Mm-hmm. It may be hard for you to understand that all sin is equal. But, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I was like, uh, All right, so all sin is bad, equal. Flat out. There's no difference between me and him. But that baby that hasn't been born yet is 100% pure, 100%. Blank slate. Black slate, right, it, exactly. So um, we can go through Bible verses and it's not going to matter. We can go to the, oh, he knew you before you were born. He knows every hair on your head. He has a plan. He has all these different things. But I think the greatest thing that you you brought up is that um, I, I know what God did for me. He gave me life by him dying for me. That's the most sacrifice that should ever happen in a human existence is his only because that's what matters. Mm-hmm. We can go back and look at history where... Uh, even even in today's some societies, they're still uh, killing babies, f- deformed babies, right? Yeah. Just uh, no, not perfect. Or um, it's it's part of this God that they believe in, right? Yeah. Um, Daniel uh, mentioned something that was right on right to to the point is that because of Christ, our faith and our religion right of christianity um we are the only religion and also a culture that truly believes in all life we believe not only from conception but all the way to death we believe that everyone deserves to be to have life okay right yeah life in abundance we hope that from the that moment i'd like literally we should as as hideous as Hitler and Stalin were and the things that they did, we should be like, man, that sucks. But I just, I wish somebody would have been there to bring them to repentance. Mm. Right? Versus, great, the dude did bad things and he's going to get what he deserves. Yeah. There, so the thought that you know the Christian response that everybody deserves, well, no, everybody is given the chance to choose God's grace if they don't do that, then they're on their own. Good luck. And to, to think about Hitler or anyone else, uh, child molester, in, in human terms, want grace for them, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a dad, uh, I've, I've put myself through, um, I don't want to say psychological trauma, but like put myself in these situations where I don't know what I would do to certain individuals who I caught doing something to my children or anybody else's children. And is that the Christian's response? No. no. But um, anyway. It's the human, human response. Absolutely. So for us, when we, when we sit here, we say, where do, why, why are you drawing such a line? It's because we value life, all life. It's not just the life of the baby. It's also the life of the mother. It's also the life of the father. So that everyone's life matters to us. And we have to do a better job of explaining that. Um, everyone, including the most hideous people, right? Because we're, we're all the same. I think that in itself will do one or two things. They're going to be like, okay, ex- explain to me why Hitler deserves, mm-hmm. deserves that, or, or, right? Or like, why does he deserve to, to have life in abundance? Why, why does he deserve to be forgiven? Why, why does he deserve that? So it can lead to that, or it can add a little bit of fuel to them and be like, well, that's very inconsistent. Does he deserve it, though? I don't, think, I don't think anyone deserves forgiveness. We deserve death, but we're given forgiveness. We're, we're given that grace, that mercy from God. We, I mean, 
someone said it. I didn't, um, but we all deserve death. We all deserve what we, what's owed to us. And we, mm-hmm. what we're owed is separation from God because we have all done horrible things in the eyes of God with right. sin. Great, and that's the way you should answer, right? So I'm posing the question is like, why does he deserve as the, the person, right? It's like, man, great. And that's where, you know, our apologetics can lead to evangelism. And it would be great when they do ask that question, you know, like, why does he deserve it? Hmm. Based based on that question, <clears throat> what do you mean by deserve? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, are, are you saying, you know, sh- should he work for it? Should he? Well, yeah, right? we can't we can't do anything yeah. out of works, right? Mm-hmm. We yeah. so there's did. Um, I got you too, man. Something's going on. Who? who uh, I, I said it like a few podcasts ago. I can't even think of her name. Oh, don't ask me. I don't no, no the, the 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 I don't want to say the saint, the nun, or whatever. That Teresa. Did, yeah, Mother Teresa. Uh-huh. Did she? Does she deserve grace and mercy? I mean, does she deserve it? She hasn't worked for it. I mean, she did a lot of amazing things. Does she deserve it? Yeah, none of us do. Correct. So yeah, that's so why. even the best of us don't deserve what God gives us. So, but we're all in the same boat as far as that free gift. We're, we're someone's, that parable of hiring the guy in the morning and the hiring the guy at the last minute. They're both getting the same reward, the same payment. The guy in the morning says, that's not fair. So if, unbeknownst to us, Hitler on his deathbed cried out to Jesus and did all the, the right things and he's in heaven, are we going to scream and shout when we see him? The Christian answer, no, because I'd be like, <laughs> oh, you made it too. <laughs> good. <laughs> it's like, good for you. I, I, because I, that, that, you know, uh, I'm going to bring us back to it because that, <laughs> that can take another another talk, uh, a good hour for sure. Um, but Daniel, uh, what he said, the, the culture that our line is because we do value life. We value life on, uh, as far as because of Christ. So Christ valued us so much that we need to value each other in the same way because that baby that's in there is being formed and created by the creator, right? Now, you may have been the vessels that he's bringing them bringing that child in, but you're not the creating. You're not creating it. Now, um he he talked about um our our faith and uh, the followers of the way we're the ones that are typically when you find uh, people who believe in religion, especially Christianity, they're usually the first that fare better in like big stra- uh, catastrophic things because they're usually the ones out doing things out of God's will to like think about the black plague, right? Who was out servicing people, right? It was the Christians. Uh, think about babies that were being left out right uh, it was the christians coming up and getting them and picking them up and starting adoption agencies or not agencies you know what i'm trying to say uh, mm-hmm. houses and stuff like yep. that and it was all because the, the way god calls us to love another person more than yourself and that's where we come to mm. be like because jesus asked us to love people more than ourselves and that's what we're asking you to do here is to love that person that's inside you more than yourself despite Despite what your circumstance may be, love them more than yourself. So some might say, okay, I, I hear what you're saying, and you, you want to save this baby inside my, or inside that woman right there. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going you're gonna to stand, you're going to protest and all this stuff. And then, but what happens after the baby's born? Do you care about that baby after it's born? Absolutely. Where are you at when that, that mom can't... Um, feed that baby or do do the things she needs to do where we're, that's my, one time that that's something they will bring up that yeah we so, sometimes are so for the baby's life before it's born and then after it's born a lot a lot of people the job's done they go mm-hmm. they go off and now this woman's struggling obviously there's many so let let's use your logic uh not my Mr. logic but the question yeah <laughs> Let's let's use your your logic here. Um, where are you uh, after she commits abortion? Where are you when she falls into depression? Hmm. Where are you when she 
falls to drugs of some sort, whether it be prescribed or not prescribed, mm-hmm. where are you going to be at? And then suicide. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How how many of them have you gotten in help? Let's let's go apple for apple because you you are presuming that I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely asking you, what are you doing? I'm all about the woman's right, so it's her right to do what she wants, and um, she would have to live with the consequences with whatever that mm. choice is, right? Okay, so why are you taking an option away from her? What option? The option that she doesn't have to have an abortion. If that's what she chooses, but mm-hmm. she's cho- she wants to walk through that door, and you're standing here with a, a sign saying that she can't or that she shouldn't. Am I not still giving her that opportunity where am i standing on the side not in front of her yeah right i'm i'm not there i go i'm just showing her something that she's probably isn't receiving which is love hope hope and grace yeah right even if i myself can't provide for for them i can be a resource to find people to provide yeah because there's there's enough yeah yeah. resources out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. right and it it in class, I brought up that the perception is that the church doesn't do enough, hmm. that we are just 100% pro-baby, not mm-hmm. pro-family and not pro-mom at all. And it's kind of cool. The baby's born. Peace. I'm out of here, right? Good luck. Yeah. But the question is, like, whose fault is that? It's the person's fault that has the conviction that they need to do more about it. Mm. So um, I know you weren't in the abortion class, but I mentioned it here in class. Do you know that um, when you think of abortion, what, what do you think? Like what place? Um, Planned Parenthood. Okay. So um, why are they so well known? <laughs> well, do you want to go back to the origins? No. Like why are they known? Why like why are they the most recognized? Because they're in places uh, where more more abortions take place. Uh, they're, they're really they're the convenience store of, of, mm. of that sort of thing, right? I mean, this this is my assumption. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what if I would, I was to tell you there's four more alternative clinics per in the same locations, but people still choose to go to Planned Parenthood more than they do those four other. So the other four are also in the same doing abortions. Hmm. They're they're alternative. To it, there there's some that are like oh they're pro life, they they are, they don't take there's some that are right, hey we don't want you to have abortions but the other ones like we're gonna give you every option okay possible so they we're might we're gonna try to push adoption we're gonna try to push these things but at the end of the day if you choose to have the abortion we will they will do it we will do it. Hmm. but they're what are the Planned Parenthood is outnumbered Planned Parenthood um, I didn't. Pull the names of okay. the client research uh, um, and the research. Um, Victor was like, "Hey, I challenge you to do this," but it, it was very interesting that I already had that hmm. that information out. That uh, Planned Parenthood is outnumbered four to one. You know what I mean? So um, the opportunities are there, but um, it's marketing. Mm-hmm. All of it is marketing. Absolutely. So why do why do we not market this enough? Why do we not market? that we want you to come to through our doors because we do i'm not saying that the church doesn't want to why don't we do enough why why doesn't the church market to individuals to come to church or to not do abortion is that not to, yeah yeah to not do abortion to mm. not do right inside hey man in here you hear it you can hear it but well why is i, it, I feel why like i so do hear i mean sometimes it's not really the Christian voice that you want to hear. It's the, the loud, screaming, angry, quote-unquote, Christian, and that's who gets TV time mm-hmm. to show them as the bigot or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think those kind of people get the marketing, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what the devil wants, is yeah. to show Christians in a certain light. Yeah, and, uh, and it's kind of naive to say that, uh, or maybe not genuine to say that the church doesn't do stuff. I mean... We, we see pro-life rallies, and they're just packed with people, oh, yeah. right? And there's um, – but it always just seems like we're outnumbered. And that should be probably the – I wish it wasn't the case, right? I mean, 
we literally well i'm assuming that it's going to make it in this recording <laughs> what did we talk about paul washer my no, facebook i don't know <laughs> yeah if this last one or not <laughs> yeah yeah well anyways um right we we're talking about that many are going to go to hell yeah right so they're going to walk down that line um and some, which is, some will go stand before god and god says i never knew you yep okay so um, no i'm just saying a whole lot of people including mm-hmm. the church mm-hmm. a lot of people in the church are going to hell you know it's it, it's a scary reality i've said it before you'll be surprised who you see in heaven and yeah. you'll be surprised who you don't see mm-hmm. in heaven so based on just that logical thinking yes we're going to be outnumbered yeah. just, you know that's my logical re- reason but we can use the 80 20 um you know um for our benefit too you know, and even though we're a minority, we can be the majority voice, you know, by um, where I think the where Planned Parenthood does such a great job is that they use the mob's uh, mentality to make them seem that they're more merciful than the Christians are, you know, uh, they love to twist things. And I believe that it's the lack of training on the Christians part of how to handle uh, combative people, right? We want to be loving, but we're still human. Our feelings still get hurt. And, you know, we get really passionate and forget to be compassionate, hmm. you know? And, yeah. uh, where these guys, once they get you, they're like, it's cool. I, I'm going to let you basically self-destruct. Hmm. That's just Jeff Anthony's viewpoint. I mean, uh, do you feel differently? I think God's always worked grassroots sort of thing. I mean, they tried to destroy the Christian church or the church early on, and, like, it's impossible because God's behind it. And even the rabbis said that. Mm-hmm. Just, just leave them be. If it's of man, it'll die. If it's not, it's of God, and you need to take notice of it, right? Like, it's unstoppable if it's from God. So whole marketing thing, I don't know. It, it seems... Like, if if we were just acting like we should, acting like we are who we are in public more, then I think that's the marketing that's necessary to get people to look at us and say, okay, I know you're going through troubles. I know you're going through situations and issues. And, oh, your your daughter was pregnant, and she has the baby. Why, what made y'all do that? Why didn't y'all get abortion? Mm-hmm. So it starts those conversations we need, we need to be a little bit more outwardly instead of secrets in our society. Like as Christians, when, when someone, a, a young, young mother, teenage, and we do, she does keep it, but it's like we want to keep it hushed because it's, it's, it's shameful. But that could be a beacon to the other ladies that are going through a similar issue. Well, why did you keep it? You're so young. Could have could have been an afterthought and you could have kept living your life why did you choose to do that and so allowing women who have gone through certain things and and chose the selfless option instead of the selfish option now that's for the 97 percent right three percent is a different it's, it's hard to say oh you chose the selfish option when it comes to those things it's it's a little bit more twisted and it it's hard, mm-hmm. hard to make it. Oh, this is the easy choice. No, it's not. There's that. E- that's not an easy choice. The ninety-seven percent. That's the easy choice. You chose to ha- have sex for fun, and you don't want the the responsibility and the consequences that come with it. I did want to say one thing. Yeah. You said all life is precious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so should um, all Christians be against the death penalty? It just has a personal. Yeah. Um, is there? A sh- I thought I heard something earlier today. Um, did is there a scripture that gives government the the power to to kill? For um, I don't know about uh, killing, but it says to offer death penalty. I I, I heard it somewhere, and I, it's funny that you were you brought that up. That's I I didn't research it. I was just like, huh, that's interesting. My phone's way over there, so I can't I can't <laughs> even search it up. Uh, <laughs> But no, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, to me, I think the death penalty can be merciful. 
instead mm-hmm. of living your whole life in prison? The suffering and knowing, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, but still, um, I think um, giving them the opportunity, you know, we know that the death penalty doesn't happen overnight. Like, no. people don't die. Right no. Away, so. It takes a long, long time. It's literally like, uh, if you think about it, it's like the garden situation. They were given death row, right? Mm. It's like, death is coming. You're yeah, gonna have it's coming of, for all of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. And, um, I'm going to give you plenty of time to try to repent. You know, and death row works that way, you know. Um, there's a lot of people in prison that turn their I, life to Jesus, for yeah, sure. And I still, I think it's justifiable. I don't. It's hard, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's very hard. But as a as a person who does believe in life, I don't think you know that they there should be death penalty. I think they should serve out the time and let God handle it, you know, uh, and those things. Um, whether they got death penalty or not, death will come from them, and usually it's that justice is handled inside within those walls as well. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so uh, hold on. So you're saying. Allow the prisoners to no. I'm just saying. Justice. I'm just saying the that, sin itself will handle it. Okay. That's so I mean, my, so, not saying that it's okay for them to kill them. I'm yeah, yeah. So like, if a child monster justice. gets into prison, normally they're never going to make it to their their mm-hmm. execution day. That yeah. the prisoners themselves will uh, typically uh, enforce. Yeah, yeah typically God's that, law. That would be the case. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, I w- for me, I want to give them every single opportunity they can. You know, I know it's harsh to say, like, with Hitler, man, it really is. We should care for every single one despite what their situation uh, or how that played out here on Earth. Um, so, because um, I've used this, I've said this before, it grieves me to know what God has to do when judgment does come for the living and the dead. I'd like to know how much he loves us as myself, as a father, to be able to experience having that responsibility and a love that you're like, why do I love this kid that just cost mm-hmm. me m- so much money and <laughs> pain and absolutely, you, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but man, I would, I would not trade them for, for anything. Right. No, so. no. And I can't imagine. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've known, I've known women who have, have done it and our, our children are around the age of, how old they would have been and it, it hurts them to see mm-hmm. our kids growing up because now they see them as like that yeah. i could have a kid your age or whatever yeah it's, so it's crazy because like um this group this group that i serve fits that hmm. so you said the death penalty in your eyes could be seen as merciful right mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna throw out another thing here can abortion be seen as merciful if 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 so if if a mother father whatever they're living such a horrible life drugs ag- against God all this doesn't that baby go straight to heaven? Yeah. So once again, just because we can see it being merciful doesn't make it merciful. But yes, these are just thoughts of no, no, yeah. I've had and and it's yeah. So doesn't I don't nowhere do I condone abortion, but that's the only like consolation gift sort of thing is that these babies are are in jesus's arms mm-hmm. that that's just out of something so ugly that's the beautiful thing that comes out of it and god always makes things right yeah you know what i mean whether it be in this life or the next yeah right the everlasting life mm-hmm. and that's that's how gracious he is and that's how much he values life that's how much he values life and i want to value i i want he calls us to be so much like him. That's what I'm trying to do here. And not because it's a work base, because he loved me first that I want to love that exact same way. So all these women, right, who happen to go and have these abortions, I'm going to love them if they choose not to. And I'm going to love them if they choose to. Um, because it should not. I'm trying to word this correctly. It matters what they choose. But. It should not matter to us on the way we love them, what they choose, right? We want them. We want we when if they choose life, we should rejoice that that Satan did not win that day. Yeah, right. That's what we should rejoice. 
and we should be there for them and we should do these different things we, whether it's not us personally we should give them the resources but it's not just give them the resources we should follow up too right if we're going to be great disciples and we're going to be great teachers that's what we want to do follow up you know in, in in my business we always say inspect what you expect mm-hmm. right so if i expect someone to come to christ and i'm going to expect them I'm going to be, I'm going to expect myself to follow up to make sure where they're at. Where is their walk? What can I do? I'm not their saving grace. Mm. Only Christ is, but I want to go You're ahead. You're just and watering that seed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, so that would be for me, the line in the sand is, <laughs> thank you, Lord. J- Jesus drew a line in the sand. Yeah. Right? At the, the adulteress. Yeah. If he did that for a living woman. Why would he not do that for, for a not out of the womb baby yet? sure yeah so but that whether they want to accept it that's up to them uh, but we just we should not i think uh daniel and liam when they were going through their their talks uh to the other side they were very calm collected they had their viewpoints they had excellent questions uh one one of the things that got brought up was um euthanizing someone if they felt like, oh, so what you're saying is that you'd be okay euthanizing someone who does. And I took the approach of someone saying, uh, yes, I'm okay with that. What? Euthanizing someone who? What? That had, like, birth defects or had... So after they were born. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, that's, I, that's I, sort of where this is headed. It which... Just, um, it keeps getting pushed later and later, and then mm-hmm. you'll have, oh, up to three or whatever, you can still put your child down. Right, but as someone uh, who who used to enjoy debating, um, you know, I, I, I took that red herring and I threw it away. It's like, yes, because I have to be consistent, right? If you have a belief, you need to be consistent. So, so if, if it's okay, if, if I'm okay with someone making a choice to kill a baby inside the womb, I'm okay with them making a choice to kill them outside of the womb because it's merciful. Yeah. So it has to be consistent. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, if, if with that line of logic, for sure. Mm-hmm. Where does that stop? You do that with adults? I mean, Jack Kevorkian, the suicide yeah. doctor, whatever. I mean, I mean, Canada passed laws that you can have assisted suicides and yeah. um, murders. So. But that, that's, that's with a supposedly a person in their right mind choosing that for themselves. So the baby is not choosing that for themselves, right. an abortion, or the right. child, or whatever you're saying, euthanizing mm-hmm. them. So it's a difference between you choosing something and you choosing that for someone yeah. else. So I, I do have a question. I think it's pretty relevant to this. Uh, baby born, okay, has no vital signs other than that the doctors say that this baby is suffering. So it's a vegetable currently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the hospital's like, it's mm-hmm. time to take them off life support. Hmm. And it's, a, it's here locally that it's happening. Right. Okay. So, um, with uh, I believe Cook's Children's Hospital. Okay. With the um, can't remember the baby's name. So where do we stand there? We're right. It, well, I mean, if is this, there it, and is there a difference? Is there a difference? I think there is a difference. I, I okay. think if you're born and and your body can't sustain itself. Let's let's go back to the pioneer days. That that baby's dead, and then that baby doesn't survive. There was no choice of anyone. It was just how it happened. <clears throat> to keep something alive that has no brain activity and continues to have no brain activity, for how long are you going to keep this bundle of nerves or whatever alive? Is, 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 there, is there a soul inside there? I mean, mm-hmm. is that thing, is, is that thing, is that individual an actual an individual in this moment? there's no brain activity is i mean i would assume yes it's born and has a soul but is it is it even a conscious conscience of its own um being so <laughs> losing does, words right does now. consciousness equals life i think i mean i am I, I am who i am or whatever like you have to know that you sh- you're around right i don't know well i mean babies don't really have consciousness until they're after they don't know what they know we don't know that. We don't know what a baby thinks. We right. don't, we have no idea what actually a baby thinks because the thing the baby I'm, can't talk. I don't bring this up for us to really 
yeah. back and forth. I do want to leave it because, man, we're struggling. I, I know we're struggling with this podcast because it's such a, a big thing. At least I feel that way. I'm not sure if you're it's reciprocal. Um, but I do want to, I guess this is what it's leading me to. I think that's a good example because sometimes we talk about the other side talks about location being the factor. Okay. That explain. So while it's in, while it's in the womb, Mm, okay. No consciousness, not a real thing. Yeah. Once it comes out of the womb, then it's it's not a a baby. Right. Now in this particular case that we're talking about, we have Christians saying you need to basically let that baby go. It's kind of like a, a reverse effect. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because we can be like consciousness, right? Because the other side is like, we don't, that baby has no consciousness. That baby, I mean, yeah, whatever it is, I'm sure if you were to poke this baby, it would have some kind of pain because the doctors are saying the baby's living in pain. Mm. She's not moving, but she's in pain. So the, the, the other side, the non-Christians are saying to keep it alive. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, right. It's a hard subject and I don't know why. It mm. came up to me. Uh, hopefully, it's from God, mm. um, where we need to sit back and think about it. At the end of the day, we have to be consistent. Absolutely. Are we about life or we're not about life? And are we really about baby and uh, who cares about everyone else? Th- this is where we, as a collective big C, need to stand firm on. And it's hard when um, I'm not sure if I shared the numbers with you. Um, these are outdated. I got more recent numbers on just the abortion, um, and it shows how many more and more people are, are are not claiming to be Christians anymore. So in 2021, it was uh, 75% of the abortions that were committed in the United States were by people who categorized themselves as Christians. As of um, May of, la- of this year, that number is down to 65%. So there's a, there's a 10% drop, okay? But... The number that did increase um, in uh, in 2001, um, it used to be 33% of um, the people that committed abortions were attending church three or four times a week. So they were consistently going to church. That number has now increased to 42%. Of people getting abortion? Who come to church Hmm. more than once, right? So these aren't your Christian Easter, Christmas Easter... Christians. These these are people who are coming to to church. I'd like okay? to see the what whatever the age demographic on that as well. If it yeah. like you said, I think you brought it up that uh the father like your daughter, you're forcing them to do these things. And I will get to that number right now. Yeah. So um out of that number um of 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 women who um who committed abortion that were coming to church more than uh, three times, three times a, a week, twenty-five percent of that were driven by their fathers or their husbands uh, to hmm. to the abortion clinic. So, where we say we're like, I, I don't really have something to say. Actually, you do. Um, praise the Lord! Really, this book that I'm reading—it's uh, a little small book. It's like <laughs> I might be able to get through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally less. Uh, Less than 50 pages. It's more of a pamphlet? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's based off of a Paul Washer's sermon that he did. Uh, and it had talked about the narrow road and narrow gate. And um, let me go ahead and try to collect myself here. Um, and it talks about, once again, people who profess to be followers of Christ, but do not produce those fruits, right? And the whole entire story, narrative of the, of the Bible is life. Yeah. And if we can't, if we can't choose life, we're we know we're no better than anybody else. We know that, and um, you know it, it. It was big, and we should. He he brought it. Oh no, thank you, Lord. He's like, come back. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. But here's the where you were going to. Um, he talked about that if if he was driving around town at two a.m. and he found a teenage person or someone. Um, from the congregation out at 2 a.m. that he would stop and be like, come here, get in the car, right? My mind went to like, what are you doing out at 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> Just driving around looking for yeah. people. Yeah, so uh, he goes, and I wouldn't be upset at the teenager. You'd be upset at the parents? He would, he, not even at the mom. Okay. He'd be upset at the dad. 
Mm. He's like, you know, uh, I believe the word he used was you derelict, right? Not, not doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a derelict parent. Our father is not a derelict. How dare you be one? Right. Mm. And so if we have derelict fathers in the church, guess what? We should not be derelict brothers. Right. I know that you care a lot about several people, but you know, several. I know you care about people. <laughs> <laughs> Only hope. a handful. I hope. I hope. That's all I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Solomon. I can't handle that many people. But mm. anyways, um, a young man in particular, he's not your own fresh and flesh and blood, but I see how you are there and how he gravitates to you to get answers and to be there and to help him in his walk when he messes up, when he's in good times. That's what we should be, right? We, um, one of the commands that we have is to, you know, um, wid- widows, you know, be there for the widows and be there for the orphans. And I'm not saying that this particular um, young man is an orphan, but he's, he is orphaned by his dad, mm-hmm. right? So we have to be there for, for him. Yeah. And it's these actions that then we can be consistent and say, we draw the line on all life, yeah. right? That's why, because of God, whether you, you believe in God or not, that's just my answer. I'm just answering your question. Okay. Now, if you want to get into... Oh, back to... Or, or were you, were no, you still ahead. talking about death penalty? Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I forget a long time forget, ago. I forget uh, what question I asked that you're answering. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I... All I, that sounded I came great. Back, I came back to here yeah. because... Got it. We're struggling yeah. to be like, how, how do we... But I think it should be the part of that. We should be consistent in all life. And, and, and it's not saying that I'm not compassionate for, um, for that child whatsoever, right? Um, and before I really got into, uh, until God made me confront my sin with abortion, I was probably one of those that were like, how, does, how dare this mom do this? How, mm. Right? I'm not being compassionate for the mom where she's like, I am... If she's in pain and they can register pain, I want to give her every opportunity. We may not have the answer now, but it may come here in the near future, right? Think about like Neuralink. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> but let's say Neuralink became such a thing that now this baby is going to be able to have life and response and everything because of this Neuralink, right? Mm-hmm. But that's her mind. It's like the technology is not there right now, but my baby feels pain, which means there's something there. You can't tell me she's brain dead when you're like, they feel something, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, whether it be uncurable, whether it be whatever the case may be, well, there's not a cure right now, Okay. right? We should be more like, doesn't matter what kind of expense it costs the government to keep that child alive, right? I, I like my money. I don't like giving my money away. I don't <laughs> like, right? I'm just... Well, Being, you like to give it away for good things. Who said that? I, I, I think that's a part of the fruit. I, we know, have to I, be know. Will- <laughs> I know. I know. I hear. But, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a hard situation. Some, and I understand the people that are like, we just want her to go to Jesus. And it's like, well, I don't know, man. Because I'm an extreme dude. to be like, you know, do you think that's what the parents did when they gave up their babies to Mullick? We just mm. want to go to Mullick. Well, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I, yeah. I know. Yeah, you're like, come on, bro. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. We, no, get, we get down another another rabbit hole there. Yeah. yeah. Um. There, there was a, there was another story in the news, man, fifteen, twenty years ago, and this was a grown woman who had an accident. The married couple, something the, like the parents that. and the husband yeah. were fighting in Florida, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And she was pregnant. C was. That was a Chandra. No. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was a C name. <clears throat> she was brain dead. And they were trying to figure out who was who was at the right to um, keep her on life support or let her die. Was she not pregnant as well? That maybe that he wanted to keep mm-hmm. her alive to to have the. Be- I might have I forgot. Be, I, I might have forgotten about that. I may exactly. be bringing something else up. Kavanaugh, Sh- mm, something. Chandra Kavanaugh. Maybe no, I don't. I know. think that's one of the. I think that's one of the ladies that went missing. Uh, Kavanaugh? Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know. It's all these Sean, news uh, stories. But anyway. You see on CNN? No, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe 20 years ago. I went, no. But, um, yeah, that's without the what they call the miracle of science, that baby in the hospital, and this woman, they'd, they'd be dead on site. So because of our 
advancements in technology, we can keep people alive longer than their body would have done so by themselves. So are we maybe sometimes doing something, I'm going to go crazy and be the devil. Are we going against God's law by keeping this person alive longer than they should? Because by themselves, they would be dead. And we're way off of, from abortion at this point, but we're still talking about life. and Shiba? Yeah, Terry yeah, Shiba. yeah, yeah, Terry Shiba. There you go. Yeah. It was a C, I knew it. It's an S. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds the same. CH is what I'm shouting Bro, we went, we went to the same school. <laughs> <laughs> Hooking on phonics works for me. Uh, I'm just trying to confirm whether or not she was pregnant. Okay. Uh, she was 41. Terry Schiavo, a 41-year-old Florida woman who was in a uh, persistent vegetated state for 15 years before her death. Wow. Mm. I didn't even know that. So that would have been... When, when, when did that, she die? Uh, wow. Yeah. 2005. That's a long time ago. So she died in 2005. So it was 15 years before that. So, mm-hmm. so somewhere in early 2000s, I guess, it was a news story that they were wanting to end pull the plug yeah Yeah. but i want to say at this at the same time there was another case where the mom was um pretty much brain dead and uh pregnant oh i'm sure i mean i'm I'm sure there's been every story you can think of actually happened so nothing's new under the sun no yeah Um, but yeah just uh think about when jesus did draw the line in the sand he was preserving the life of that woman right yeah um you it's crazy as I think about it, they weren't fully honoring God's law at that time either because who was absent there? The man who was also uh, committing adultery. Yeah, because you know? he should have been stoned as well, right? For sure. Yeah, so um, we as men are not... Um, held accountable? No, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> um, we are held accountable. Well, we don't get a free pass. Mm. We need to show up. We need to take responsibility. Uh, it really it's kind of like um you go back to the garden and uh adam just kind of let eve he didn't take care of her he didn't take care of her and that's exactly what's happening here is that men are not taking care of their responsibility right and uh is it scary i i can tell you as someone who chose life you know with edith and uh the two kids that we have um had i been a lot smarter in in 97 you know um Sorry, I would have. I would have been like, no, like that's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may have been, you know. And whether I mean, I had to marry her, or but that was always the answer growing up. Oh, someone shotgun wedding. Shot, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, uh, I've always been about life, but you know, I am guilty. I, I literally allowed Satan to coerce. Um, this wonderful she's still wonderful despite what she did you mm-hmm. know what I mean um, um, person to, to to commit something because she didn't have any hope you know where um, she was from there was no such thing as uh, Christ- well Christianity exists in the world let me take that back but her uh, in Japan Christianity was not a a thing that was pushed right Buddhism and stuff like that Shinto yeah. yeah so um, you have the honor right and can you imagine being a... Uh, it's a family honor, too. Yeah, you're, That's the biggest, yeah. yeah. Right, she she didn't have no one mm. to give her something else. And when she asked me, hey, if I was pregnant, what would you do? I mean, the stupidest things came out of my mouth. Well, uh, I wouldn't marry you. Like, mm. And, um, yeah, I probably would fight you for custody. Or for the baby, you would... Fire yeah. for them. Yeah, because I'm not stationed. I'm not going to stay in Japan. I'm going to go back mm. to the U.S. I'm, I'm going to take the baby with me. You you can stay here. Hmm. But yet, this is me loving her, which I well, didn't. I used her. But I mean, yeah. would you? You weren't in Christ at that moment. Oh no, no. Yeah. No. But so you. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't excuse yeah. you, but it's it's you were lost in that moment as well. Yeah, it's it's easy to look back on our life mm-hmm. with the lens of Christ's love. Look back at all the mistakes we made and the regrets, and say, "Oh man, how I would have done it differently." Mm-hmm. But if you had done those things differently, you wouldn't be in the life you're currently in. Doesn't mean that those mis- mistakes were 
meant to be made. Like that was God's plan for those things to happen, but God's used them. You have a wonderful life now. I I think I, I had this thought coming out of the shower the other day, but like I used to think that you shouldn't have regrets. And I said, no, I think everybody should have regrets. Everybody should have moments in their life they should look back and say, I did it wrong. I wish I could do it, change it. But to let that regret burrow inside your head and control you and destroy you and to live in your head, that's what you shouldn't allow it mm-hmm. to do. But yes, of course, you're, you're different now. We should all change. We should all be different a year in the future, 10 years in the future. So yes, we should all look back to moments in our past and say, we did it wrong. I regret my decisions, but I'm not going to let those things alter who I am currently and change who I am. They're going to change me for the better. I'm going to want to be different and help out a younger generation to not make the same mistakes as I've made. Some people will listen to our words and not fall down the same thing, but some people might be stupid like us and need to go through the hard times by themselves to learn those hard things. Definitely don't wish that. No, no, definitely don't wish that. But you, you know, you're absolutely right. God didn't plan, plan for that. He, he, he was like, I'm bringing a creation into the world, and uh, her and I destroyed it. That's something that we're guilty of, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, but through through these experiences that we have, He's turning something yet once again super ugly into something more beautiful. Amen. You know what I mean? And. Uh, through my hope in Jesus, I'll have an opportunity to meet my brother and my yeah. or my sister, you know, and um, yeah. So and that'll be awesome. Yeah. Going yeah, back to the, yeah. the, that, why, mm. the why, because I, I've been on the other side. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's what it is. And um, I let somebody make the choice on their own. And uh, yeah, it's not fun. I've known many people who, who have gone and, um, made choices on their own and they've been perfectly fine with the decisions that they made. They've lived lives and that, you know, that are really fulfilling to themselves. Hmm. And I, um, and I know they lie to themselves when they've hardened their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, but, um, for those who, who, who do want to make that choice and they repent, I want, if, if it's, if we're talking to somebody now, if this has been you, come and find, come and find Christ. Come and see you're not alone. You're not alone in this walk. Um, I may not be uh, a female uh, who who experiences the things you do. Even I, I can't even tell you what my wife experienced in giving birth. Right? I know what it was like for me, but I can't for that. But it didn't keep me from being there for her. And I want you to know that it's not going to keep me from being there for you and finding you if i'm not the person i will help find you a person and that that's what we need to do yeah i mean along those same lines it's it's the mother in all of this that needs our help no matter what decision she makes um if she keeps the baby hallelujah but she needs our help obviously Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have even been coming close to that decision if she didn't need help People don't make those decisions without being in a bad place. Yeah. Spiritually or physically or financially, whatever it is, they need help. Yeah. And uh, if you find yourself as a as a man in this position and you're just freaking out, call me. Come come get me, come get Sean. I can tell you there's other men in this church that will be here to walk you through it. The word literally the worst that can happen is that your earthly parents don't want nothing to do with you, hmm. guess what? Let them be derelicts. Yeah. You have so many more people who can love you. Amen. And we're going to love on your parents even if they're derelicts. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, right, With it's such an important issue. We're all f- very bad people that are saved by God through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And um, we just, man, I don't know. I don't want to keep beating it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to over project as well so yeah yeah so um yeah man i don't know you have anything else no i pretty much said right i mean it's why going back to the question why is it a hard line in the sand it's because we love god we're 
we're on this side of the fence. We, we have been baptized. We have been saved. And we want others to come on this side as well. And we want those babies to be born, to live a life, to choose God, to be a witness of his glory and his love. And if we kill them, they, they've lost the ability to have a witness story, to ever live and be a light to this world. It's all about life. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's see. I will not be here Sunday. I will be heading out of town. I'm going to be heading to Houston uh, for work, but also I'm going to be uh, helping out with uh, the Mission Impact trip with the high schoolers. That's going to be uh, really, really fun. Cool. Uh, give me a good opportunity to meet some of the uh, outgoing seniors uh, who hopefully will make their way into this class. Hopefully we didn't scare you. Um, uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming. Sean said he will be here. Um, so if not, if you find yourselves without a teacher, um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> or wait for second service. Uh, oh, man. Service on Sunday was fire, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you were not here? I was not here. Oh. What were we doing, sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> I got in at about 2 o'clock in the morning. from uh, Yeah. No. Oh, <clears throat> of course, I'm just I'm just teasing you, but yeah. legit, it was it was a hundred percent fire. Um, it was about filling filling in the gap, you know, and I was just even more motivated to to do things. So uh, I talked to a few men. I'm actually this is a great way to end because it is relevant to the conversation of, of us stepping up and doing something. Um, so since the men's class, um, I, I got left with like, man. We don't even know where to refer people. We don't know what to do if somebody was to walk in here. It's not saying that our church doesn't do things uh, in or have things in place. I just don't think we're educated enough what to do. So I've looked into a, a program called Embrace Grace, and uh, this is basically embracing not only mom but also dad and uh, embracing life and ha- helping them in the way to make a choice to choose life over death and not just leaving them out to hang but to be with them through the the walk we are also looking at a couple other um curriculums we want to make sure that whatever curriculum we bring in um it serves uh not only um those who are we're going to go serve but also that uh, god is able to bless us and help us out because going through that curriculum there's stuff that i'm like man even as someone who chose life i'm like i need to be doing this hmm. you know so um we one thing that will make this super successful and if we value life is volunteers yeah get get out of your comfort zone get out of your oh i got something to do when you just got to go home and play the Wii. <laughs> that's how you they're like the, the Wii. Wii. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2005 yeah yeah <laughs> So I, it's a joke because uh, Ariana listens to the podcast, and that's what we call the switch. We're like, oh, oh nice. get off the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's a little inside joke there. But um, I definitely hope that some of you um, are willing to fill in the gap because it's needed. If you don't want to fill in the gap to, to help someone who may be struggling with alcoholism, drug addiction, marriages, um, all those things, right, I don't think there's – anything more important than filling in the gap here when it comes to choosing life. And we all have our own spiritual gift. Yeah. So those that don't feel like they're suited for this, there's something else. But if you're called to this, if you feel the spirit pulling you towards this, mm-hmm. don't, don't quench the spirit, follow through with it. Yeah. And you're, you volunteering doesn't mean that you're going to be a teacher. It yeah. could be small things like, Hey, um, we have these donation boxes that we need to drop off at the pregnancy centers. Can somebody drop them off for us? Oh, great. Yeah. Right. That, that's, yeah, that's action, yeah. right? You don't have to be like Sean and I, or, or I'll just say myself, I will go hold a poster. I will go hold, I'll be at that door, uh, you know, uh, whatever it takes. Not everybody has that gift, as you say, but the smallest things can be like, hey, I bake cookies. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or hey, I can because some of these some of these mom and dads that may be facing this abortion issue may already be parents, mm. right? And so if they're coming to to do this, they may need help with childcare while they're coming. So mm. you know, if you want to hang out with some some, I was gonna say cool kids, but I don't know, man. At the end of the day, they're still all cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 
Um, but there's different ways of, to, uh, to serve. It doesn't have to be the, the life, but it can be many, many different ways. Um, you know, our vision is community service and... Um, you asking me? Oh, it's com <laughs> commitment to community. You know, it's broken down. It's in the back it, of our yeah. shirts, right? But that I had it down, bro. But that <laughs> that just tells you how how how. I yeah. mean, you how long you been at this church? Um, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. And you don't know the, and you don't know the vision. I, I, I've been here I, half the time, and at least I have three of them. <laughs> but I know they're going to be tested on it today. Yeah, yeah. I would have crammed better. Yeah, yeah. But still, if we're going to live our vision. Let's do it, man. Absolutely. Let's do it. So with that being said, I'm going to pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, getting us through this topic. It's such a, an important topic, Lord. Uh, it's so important because you yourself left your throne room to come down and give up your life so uh, we can have life abundantly, Lord. Mm -hmm. There should be no other sacrifices. Um, we know that's going to happen, Lord, but help us to be soldiers for you and go out there and fight this fight. Help us to lead people to choose life, Lord. And if they happen to not choose life, that they happen to come find life in you, Lord, to understand mm -hmm. that you still love them and that you are willing to be there with them and that all they have to do is turn around and repent from the, from this specific issue, Lord, and you will give them healing and you give them a brand new life, Lord. Lord, we know that the innocent are, are already taken care of and they're, they're going to be in the kingdom of heaven with you, Lord. Thank you for making something so ugly, so beautiful, Lord. Mm. Uh, Lord, um, just be with us. Help us to glorify you. Help us do your will. Help us to be the shepherds or just disciples for you, Lord. Thank you for this congregation. Thank you for this eldership, Lord. Lord, I ask that any of, anyone who's hurting for any specific reason, Lord, that you be with them and provide them comfort. And uh, may they um, reach out to others and let them know that they're not alone. Lord, I love you, and I praise you in the name of your Son, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This concludes this week's podcast. Just remember, when the world tries to get you to backslide, all you got to say is, Nah!